we are talking about human beings. We're talking about the human experience, the experience of the parents. Shocking media outlets and their attorneys are afraid that a bill that protects your reputation and recognizes that your reputation has value um, don't want it to pass. Please show PCB SAC 24-06 on elections temporarily postponed. From the fourth floor of the Capitol Rotunda, you're listening to WFSU Public Media's Capitol Report, the podcast. I'm Tom Flanagan. Funding for Capitol Report is provided by the following. The Florida AFL-CIO, representing over one million union members, retirees, and their families, committed to building a better future for all Floridians by promoting healthy communities, economic justice, and dignity in the workplace. Online at flaflcio.org. Among today's capital action, a House committee today approved a controversial measure that would allow parents to file civil lawsuits seeking damages for the wrongful death of an unborn child, with critics of the bill saying it's too broad and could shrink the number of doctors who deliver babies in Florida. The proposal now ready to go to the full House would add unborn child to a law that allows family members to seek damages when a person's death is caused by such things as wrongful acts or negligence. State Representative Jenna Persons Malika is the bill sponsor. We are talking about human beings. We're talking about the human experience, the experience of the parents who have suffered a real loss. And we're saying that they have a right to seek recovery The bill has drawn intense pushback from abortion rights advocates, including Representative LaVon Bracey Davis. They argue the proposed changes could put abortion providers and people who help women obtain abortions at risk of being sued. This bill is a backdoor to further reduce women's access to reproductive health care. This is a barrier and this is an access issue. That's what this bill is about. A similar Senate bill needs to clear one more committee before it can go to the full Senate. The proposal has come as the Florida Supreme Court weighs whether a proposed constitutional amendment aimed at protecting abortion rights meets legal requirements to go before voters in November. The court has until April 1st to decide on the issue. An effort to make it easier to sue journalists and bloggers for defamation is now heading to the House floor. The bill is a multi-year effort aimed at setting up a challenge to the landmark U.S. Supreme Court decision in New York Times v. Sullivan, a key precedent that undergirds First Amendment freedom of speech and freedom of the press rights. Lynn Hatter has more. The measure has gotten strong Republican support, but there are signs of trouble ahead. The Senate companion bill has not moved since earlier this month, and Republican Representative Webster Barnaby joined Democrats in voting no without comment. Representatives Altman. Yes. Arrington. No. Barnaby. No. Botana. While most media organizations have been against the bill, First Amendment Foundation of Florida President Bobby Block says some of the loudest opposition has come from Christian and conservative outlets. These outlets reflect the voices of the constituents who voted many of you into office. Conservative figures and outlets have recently been hit with millions of dollars in fines over defamation claims, most notably Fox News, which was forced to pay nearly $800 million to a voting systems company the court ruled it defamed in its coverage. And Rudy Giuliani, a one-time lawyer for former President Donald Trump, 
was also sued and lost a defamation case filed against him by Georgia elections workers. Current law states a person must prove a media company or a person made intentionally false statements, knew they were false, and published them anyway. That's a tenet known as actual malice. Pensacola Republican Representative Alex Andrade's proposal effectively scraps that intentionality and creates an assumption that false statements made by anonymous sources must be considered actual malice. Andrade himself has gone back and forth with a conservative radio station owner over the bill, and he's largely brushed off the media criticism. Shocking media outlets and their attorneys are afraid that a bill that protects your reputation and recognizes that your reputation has value, um, don't want it to pass. But it's not just large media companies and conservative outlets that have concerns. Honestly, no one wants to be talked about, but everyone has a right to their opinion without legal or financial consequence. Milton gun store owner Chris Smith is being sued by a Santa Rosa County commissioner over his use of the commissioner's likeness in an anti-tax promotion. The commissioner is represented by the firm that employs Andrade, but is not being representative by Andrade himself. I'm Len Hatter. Two controversial gun-related bills are positioned to go to the full Florida House, although the Senate hasn't considered them. The Republican-controlled House Judiciary Committee today voted to approve a bill that would lower the minimum age to buy rifles and other types of long guns from 21 to 18. The bill would reverse part of the law that increased the minimum age to 21 after the 2018 massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. Bill sponsor Bobby Payne says the legislature has taken strong steps to improve school safety over the last six years and that the age restriction might violate federal constitutional rights. Restricting the rights of those 18 to 21-year-olds that can legally purchase a a firearm, and a firearm is a long gun in this case and not a a handgun, infringes upon their Second Amendment rights. The committee also voted to approve a bill that would seek to prevent a waiting period for background checks on gun purchases from taking longer than three days. Representative LaVon Bracey Davis is concerned about what would happen if the Florida Department of Law Enforcement doesn't complete background checks within three days and people take possession of guns. What happens when someone gets a firearm and the three days the background check hasn't come back and then they find out that they should not have had a firearm? A Senate version of the background check bill has not been heard in committees, and no bill has been filed in the Senate to lower the minimum age to buy rifles and other types of long guns. Florida's 2024 legislative session has two and a half weeks to go. A controversial proposal to bring back primary election runoffs has been temporarily postponed just days after being filed. Tristan Wood reports this comes after the bill was blasted by the right wing of the Florida Republican Party. The bill was filed Monday night. It would have required primary election runoffs if a candidate in Republican or Democratic primaries failed to get over 50 percent support. That is how elections in Florida used to work until 2002. But before the measure could be heard for the first time Wednesday, House State Affairs Committee Chair Lawrence McClure announced that the bill would not be heard with no explanation. Uh, One last announcement, members. Um, uh, Please show PCB SAC 24-06 on elections, temporarily postponed. The measure could have changed the dynamics of what types of candidates are favored to emerge from primary elections. Currently, 
Candidates that only receive about 30% support in a primary could make it to a general election if the field is packed, allowing for less moderate candidates to emerge victorious. The bill angered several influential Florida Republicans. U.S. Representative Matt Gates took to social media to criticize the bill, saying it, quote, empowers establishment candidates over firebrands. State Senator Blaise Ngolia called it bad policy, arguing it would, quote, disproportionately hurt conservative candidates. Still, just because the bill has been temporarily postponed does not mean it won't come up again. It can be assigned to another committee or it could be brought again next year. I'm Tristan Wood. Florida A&M University officials are pushing their funding priorities for the new school year. The university's president says he hopes Florida lawmakers will set more money aside for the school so FAMU can remain at the top of its class. Adrian Andrews has more. Fans, students, and proud alumni gathered at the Florida Capitol Wednesday for the annual FAMU Day at the Capitol. It's part pep rally, part advocacy, and an opportunity to get face time with key decision makers. The university was recently named the top public historically black college and university in the nation for the fifth consecutive year, and number three overall among all HBCUs, both public and private. University President Larry Robinson says he plans to get the Rattlers to number one. I am excited about Florida and M University at this time in our history. Our performance over the past year is evidence that the legislators, the legislature's investment in FAMU is paying healthy dividends. While lawmakers continue to negotiate the state budget, Robinson is asking for $45.5 million to fill vacant staff positions and tackle infrastructure needs. You know, we are the third oldest public HBC, well, institution in the state of Florida, and, and some days it feels like it, right? <laughs> Robinson's priorities also include supporting academic programs. He wants lawmakers to invest an additional $13.1 million into the College of Engineering, which FAMU shares with Florida State University. Proposals were also made in the amount of $48 million for the school's Chemical and Biological Laboratory Research Center and the School of Business. The proposal would cost the state over $100 million, and Robinson says FAMU is worth every penny. I am pleased with our progress, but as I said, I'm, 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 we're not ready to rest. I'm optimistic about our future. Florida lawmakers will continue meeting up until March 8th to come up with a final spending plan. I'm Adrian Andrews. Our regular Capitol Report correspondents are Adrian Andrews, Gina Jordan, Lynn Hatter, Regan McCarthy, Margie Menzel, and Tristan Wood. Shows are available Monday through Thursday by 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, wherever you get your podcasts. On many of these Florida public radio stations, you can tune in each Friday to catch the latest on all things happening at the Capitol. That show's also available in podcast form. Technical assistance comes from Taylor Cox and I'm Tom Flanagan. This is Capitol Report, the podcast from WFSU Public Media. Funding for Capitol Report is provided by the following. The Florida AFL-CIO, representing over 1 million union members, retirees, and their families, committed to building a better future for all Floridians by promoting healthy communities, economic justice, and dignity in the workplace. Online at flaflcio.org.
Capital Report is a production of WFSU Public Media in Tallahassee.